WebmasterRadio.fm. I am jealous of Katie Kempner. If you're listening to her show, she's got this fabulous kind of hip-hop intro. There are no good songs about Susan. I love Shrek. I'm an ogre. Well, see, you're my kind of guy. You're technical, you're super smart, and you're tall and handsome. We need a little time, you know, to be together. Fantastic. You're too hot not to be married. Some woman snatched you up already, is that right? Fiona and I are married now. And you sound like a Texan. Are you a native Texan? I'm an ogre. All right, will you play a little game with me? Oh, you mean like sorting the mail and watering the plants? You don't have to kiss my butt or anything, don't worry. Add Tech Connect. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Join the club, we've got jackets. Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. Your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Good morning. This is Susan Bratton. I am your host today. I'm the chair of AdTech, and apparently I'm also in love with Shrek. That was due to my lovely producer, Mark, putting together some sound clips for you this morning. Uh, Mark, thank you. I like that, but you know I still want my song. Uh, I've been teasing them about the fact that there are literally no good songs, no good songs that have the name Susan in them. And uh, so this is a call out to all our listeners. If you can find anything good for my promo so they don't have to tease me about being in love with Shrek, I really need your help. We have three guests on this morning, maybe four. Who knows what's going to happen today? We're going to start with Mark Barish. He's the CMO of Ingenio. Then we're going to talk to George Garrick. He's the CEO of Jingle Networks, which is also known as 1-800-FREE-411. You get a free gift today from us at uh, AdTech Connect. And finally, to wrap it all up, we have Ben T. Smith IV, Chairman, CEO, and co-founder of Merchant Circle Incorporated. And essentially, this show is about local, 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 merchants, 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 um, The three companies that are on board today are all involved in some way in servicing, um, you know, large companies certainly, but really small companies, small businesses, merchants, um, and getting them connected to the web in some very interesting ways, including pay-per-call and other neat things we're going to talk about. So we're going to start with Mark Barish, and we have him on the line. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Susan. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Well, we, I know you've actually been on a Webmaster Radio episode before. I heard your interview with Chris Tolls. That's right, a couple of weeks back. Yeah, it's a small world because um, Chris is actually the co-founder of our, one of our other guests on the show today, Ben Smith. He and Chris founded a company called Spoke, which was one of the very first networking sites. And mm-hmm. um, so it, it's just kind of amazing how all this stuff is woven together. Yeah, well, um, I was uh, as I listen to uh, different different shows, read different articles. It's all triangulating. Everyone seems to know everyone has worked somewhere or knows someone who funded it, and it's great to have such a great tight industry. Well, and you and I have known each other for a while. And when did we first meet? It was a long time ago. It was. It was in. It was at Excite. Yeah, I was at Excite. A long time ago. I was at a. Uh, a pioneering um, online company called Innsweb, still around today, the first online insurance marketplace, and you were at Excite, I think. God, you, no, I met you at At Home Network. You gave me one of my no, first at, at home, online that's right. advertising orders. No, that's orders. absolutely right. And then afterwards, the two combined, hence my, my confusion. That's it. And uh, we were in some big warehouse office that At Home was at back then. Right, right. And we're talking about doing some kind of deal, and that must have been early 97. Well, I love that. You know, you mentioned the word pioneer, and, and that is one of the things that I think about you when I, when I, when I think about you, which isn't very often, but I do my best. <laughs> totally I think about you all the time, Susan. 
all the time. In fact, no, I'm but, even thinking of a song for you. Oh, God, Mark, I need a song. I mean, there's probably like 50 great songs with the name Mark in it. And how can Susan, which is... Wait, I mean, wait, one second. Name me one. Name. I, give me one that has Mark in it. Oh, really? Well, one song. Okay, all right, so the are we in the same boat? We have like the world's most common names and nobody wrote a song about us? Uh, well, there's Susie Q, which yeah, is... Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Okay. Mark, you know uh, me. I, there's I a boy named Sue. Q. The, you know, uh, Johnny Cash, boy named Sue. Right. It's a boy. That doesn't work. Not for me. No. Because you know I'm like All 110% right. girl. I'm going to keep my day job here. Exactly. As the CMO of Ingenia. Why don't, we, why don't we say what that is at this point? Now, but before you do, don't go into all the technical dweeby stuff. We'll, we'll save that for the end. Oh. Um, explain it from a consumer perspective because everyone's a consumer first. Well, absolutely. Um, consumers are going online in greater numbers to find uh, local information. You know, the World Wide Web started um, a decade or so ago for consumers, for wide consumer usage, and people were looking far and wide across the world. And in the last couple of years, they've started to look in their own backyard, finally using the web to source local information, events, weather, businesses, all that sort of stuff. And the big companies in this space have, have certainly spurred that along by, um, by creating better local search experiences. Google and Yahoo and, and others, local.com, they've got some really fine experiences, and that brings more people uh, on board to look for stuff. So from a consumer perspective, sometimes they want to find local businesses and read about them online, and sometimes they just want to contact them immediately by phone, which is a very common behavior. In fact, it's, it's what has fueled this $16 billion Yellow Pages industry for, for so many years, is people reaching out and talking to businesses. It's a, it's a very ready-to-buy customer. So what we do at Ingenio, for, at least for the consumer, is we surface search results for the consumer that are kind of centric around the business phone number. And for the business, it involves the ability for them to purchase a phone call rather than a click to their website, a phone call to their business. So it's really marrying up the fact that there are consumers who are ready to talk to businesses and there are businesses who want to buy phone calls and they all want to be found on the web. We bring that together and that product is called Paper Call. And who are some of the biggest players? Who are some of the early adopters in this? Are they law firms? Are they pizza pizza parlors? Who's, who's paying the good money for this right now? Well, on the advertiser side, the early adopters fall into some categories across financial services. Like there's a lot of mad dogs who do mortgage lending, as you know, and they're very aggressive marketers. So they look at this thing and it's like it's, it's, it's well, I don't know if I should say that on radio, but it makes them very happy that they can push their listings out in front of you know, relevant consumers um, and uh, have them receive inbound calls. That's a million times better than cold calling outbound. So uh, across financial services, insurance, a lot of travel, especially high-end travel, cruises and, and package vacations, um, some aspects of health care. Um, everyone like always asks about what pizzas. Aspect of healthcare? What, uh, what aspect like, of health care? Oh, like cosmetic surgery is big, things that are a little more elective, teeth whitening, uh, medical devices, things like that. uh, We've got um, in our taxonomy, which is a self-provisioning system similar to, you know, what people have learned in the pay-per-click world, um, there are 1,500 business categories that businesses self-select into to define what they do. And currently, we we launched this thing, you know, broadly last year. Currently, there are maybe 1,200 categories that are filled with at least one average. So it's, it's very broad at this stage, but it's deep, particularly in, the, in some of those areas that I mentioned. It's, it's where there's a highly considered sale and um, usually a more complex product, and in many cases where they don't sell any goods online, where they, they probably do have a website, but they don't transact online. So therefore, getting that live customer is worth so much more. A lot of these companies probably have websites that's just not helpful for them, particularly. Uh, well, that's right. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm always really careful not to do a, a beauty contest between different marketing products. Um, as a marketer, I know that different products fulfill different needs, sometimes at the same point in time for the same client. Um, so it's great to drive people to your website to read and, and absolutely, you know, uh, 
push the burden of educating them onto the consumer. Let them read, and you can purchase a click from Google or Yahoo or anyone else to do that. That's a great thing to do. But sometimes you want to kind of swoop in and grab that ready-to-buy consumer who really isn't in the mode to read, or you don't have much for them to read, like a plumber site, for example. And there, uh, it can be a wonderful addition. Um, in a lot of cases, though, local businesses don't have web- websites. About 70% of U.S. businesses still don't have websites. And for them, this is kind of uh, the paper call product is, is kind of the, 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 the entry level or the entry product to even get them online in the first place. That's raining wheels to the web. Well, well, that's one way to look at it. Um, it whether it's training wheels or an, or just like a suitable product, maybe is, is how I would view it. It's just it fits the way they do business, right? Because it's direct and plugs into how they operate today, which is they come to work, they advertise. They get inbound calls. They close the business. And to kind of force a local merchant, and what I'm really talking about is that, that you know, um, beautician or the attorneys or the accountants, those guys, to kind of force them to go build your website, even though a lot of companies make it easy. Go build a website and then go do some search engine marketing or hire someone to do it for you and then get the clicks to your site and then analyze it and then optimize it and do SEO. And uh, That's not what they're all about. They're... They're sophisticated individuals, but they don't have time for that sort of stuff. Now, let me ask you, you said you had about 1,200 listings. Why? Um, um, well, categories. That would be like a, bus- yeah. Yeah, a business category, like, you know, um, uh, our uh, landscape architect would be a gotcha. business category. Okay. So now how – what I want to understand is, you know, the idea is fabulous. I mean, it's, it's simple, it's straightforward, it makes tons of sense. What – what are the gating factors to your business? Is it get letting merchants know this is an option? Because I would think that's got to be from mm-hmm. you know your CMO from a marketer's perspective, it's got to be one of the toughest things, is it? Um, well, there's there's three levers on the business. The one you just mentioned, which is getting lots of advertisers. Um, the other lever is getting lots of distribution, and there it's much more step function oriented because you know we're not a destination site. We partner with companies like AOL and Infospace and many right? others. So that's a function of business development deals for distribution. And the third lever is improving the product constantly to make the search results that we send back uh, or the sponsored results more relevant and the experience better. But in the area of sourcing advertisers, it is still pretty early game. I mean, it's a market size of about 14 million uh, local businesses in the U.S. And we've scratched the surface on that. We're, we're spinning the cash register and, you know, achieving new, new, you know, numbers, new sales records every day. Um, but that is a challenge now is to get the word out. Uh, we're going to be launching our, our uh, first TV uh, efforts very soon in about two weeks in some selected test markets. And our general method of doing this thing is to test everything, to measure things insanely, and then to uh, you know celebrate a failure as much as a success because then at least you know what to do and what not to do going forward. So we've done a whole bunch of things in, in terms of direct selling, whether it's direct mail or online programs, telesales, now TV. Um, but affiliate marketing is a big deal for us. And it, this kind of parallels the, the growth of the pay-per-click industry as well. So we've got maybe three or four main methodologies and then lots of tactics below that. Well, I would imagine affiliate works for you. I mean, you have to have some reasonable dough to pay affiliates. I mean, in the 20 to 35 to $40 per acquired customer perspective. And mm-hmm. you probably get that because this oh, absolutely. Is one of my next questions is, what are you getting per call? What's the range? And I'm sure it's vast, but give me some idea of what your high-end deals are and kind of your low-end deals are. Well, the, uh, the high-end sit in the 50 to $100 per call range. Nice. And that, that's some that's, good dough. And that seems like a lot, but this is for businesses who uh, value the customer to that extent because of the price point and the propensity to close business. So a mortgage broker typically pays around 50, 60 bucks. It, it is an open auction system, so everyone can see exactly what the next guy is bidding in their geography and, uh, and choose where they want to sit on the results list, high or low. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a beautiful you know, balance and rationale within this whole auction system. Uh, other businesses sit at the low end. We have a two dollar minimum, so there are businesses that are two dollars, two dollars and a cent. You know, whatever. Um, well, some of them are businesses with low price points, like florists. They're in the two to three dollar range, or pizza guys. You know, we do have some of those, and they're in the lower range. Or 
great businesses that um, don't have a lot of competition yet. So I can tell you that uh, in the automotive arena, we've mm-hmm. just really started to target that, that industry heavily, and, and the early players in that space um, are, are getting leads, I am positive, at the lowest cost per across any of their media, including clicks and radio, TV, print, anything. And it's just because they're heavy yet to, to there's not enough competition in those, those areas. But on average, um, you know, we started really about a year ago, and um, the average build call on the Ingenio Paper Call Network is now in the 8 to $10 range. Nice. Um, and that's about 15x over the average pay-per-click after nine years of, of growth. Um, and once again, it's not a beauty contest. It's really just a statement of the, the different value of a live human being inbound to you as opposed to someone kind of clicking into your website. And the transaction rates, the close rates that we get from merchants uh, are higher, uh, obviously, than what they would see in the click world. Uh, uh, generally, we, we get reports of about one out of three of these calls close, differing by vertical, differing by business, of course. Hey, I've got a couple quick questions for you. Um, oh, one, we wanted to try to get Tony Phillip on the line. He's the CEO of Upsnap while you were here. So we're tracking him down. We're trying to get him on the line. Um, and I uh, just wanted to let you know that. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that recent announcement you did at AdTech? Uh, yes. Well, in fact, today it's official, uh, and it's on the lawyer today. And we, we partner with Upsnap. Upsnap is, is a company that delivers um, free 411 information via uh, SMS as well as audio entertainment to your cell phone. Like they've got big deals with NASCAR to listen to the, the chat inside the car, inside the driver's car, actually. Big market for that sort of stuff. So today um, we are formally announcing that Ingenio's paper call advertiser listings will be integrated into the free 411 SMS service that, uh, that Upsnap fields, which is a free service for consumers. And we've been doing uh, a fair amount of mobile integration with a couple of, like AOL Mobile and the GoTo network, and this represents our first mobile slash SMS integration. And really, when you wrap it all together, it, it just uh, says that uh, Paper Call is a product that is very suitable for web search, for desktop search, and that's where it originated and is growing like wildfire. But it also has applications in other environments, particularly with mobile devices of all shapes and flavors. And, um, and there it actually is um, uh, an experience that is preferred by consumers over traditional clicking and reading. Hey, as you can imagine, because phone sets are small, even Mark? into an app. Yes. Um, just explain it in a very simple layman's terms. If I have a mobile phone, what do I do? Um, if you have a mobile phone and you enroll with uh, um, UpSnap's free service, then yep. you would simply go to UpSnap.com. Yeah, yes, you go to upsnap.com, and then you enroll there. It takes one second. And then um, you would send an SMS message to the UpSnap service, like Pizza94102. And then uh, results would come back, like 411 results, so you would be able to see pizza shops in your area. And at the top of that would be a sponsored listing, analogous to a web page search results, which would be a paying advertiser that Ingenio would be sending in. And when you highlight that phone number and click on it, it connects to the pizza merchant, and uh, that becomes a billing event. The, the guy gets to sell a pizza pie, and UpSnap and Ingenio share the revenue on that call. So it's really like sponsored listings in a mobile environment where the, the content is 411, is now free 411 make, listings. Help me make the segue to Jingle Networks because I've got George coming on the phone. Yep. Um, you also have a relationship with them, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. We've been working with George and, and Jingle for a few months now, and that right. is very similar, except it's an audio environment. Yeah. So there, I mean, those guys are way ahead of the curve on this thing, and they have this wonderful phone number, 1-800-3411, which consumers dial. Instead of dialing 411 and paying a buck fifty or 2 bucks for the call, you call the other one for free, and before you get your... Uh, algorithmic listing, i.e. before you get the database listing of the business you asked for, you get to hear uh, uh, an up to 15-second audio ad. And if you like what you hear, you can select that and connect to that business. And it's all, it's all based on relevance. So if someone calls up and asks for Hilton, then we'll send in um, a Starwood Hotel. 
and typically with an offer like, hey, you want to contact um, the uh, Sheraton? They're offering two nights for one on weekends. Press one to connect. So it's kind of a strong offer. And uh, many, many consumers choose to follow that sponsored link instead of perhaps the business they were thinking about originally. But that's all audio while Upsnap is uh, SMS-based. It's perfect. And you did such a beautiful job describing it all. I love that. Thank you for that great intro to our next, uh, our next uh, guest today. Before we leave, because we just have a few seconds left, I know that you were doing some prepping for the show by listening to some of the, the earlier shows that I'd done, and you heard Dave Smith's mm-hmm. um, uh, show, and uh, you said that you don't have a recipe for sesame chicken, but you have a recipe for something else. Not a recipe, but something that you know how to make. Do you want to share that with the audience? Well, I know many things. Okay, I'm going to give everyone orange salmon. It's Orange it's, salmon? Yes, it's what super simple. To China It'll knock your socks off, okay? It's, it's simplicity itself. Um, <laughs> Take salmon, and what you do is you take sugar, salt, and orange rind. So about a quarter cup of sugar, maybe two, three tablespoons of coarse salt, uh, pepper, and the rind of two oranges. And it turns into this orange, you know, granular paste. You smear it all over the salmon. You let it sit for about three hours. And then you bake it really hot, really fast, like maybe 400 degrees for eight to ten minutes. And it comes out bright orange. It's sweet. It's salty. It's orangey. Kids love it. Uh, it's incredible. And it, it partially cooks uh, in the, the salt and sugar. And that's why it requires very little time in the oven. It's delectable. And, and then you serve it with like sliced oranges and cucumbers, you know, on a platter. Beautiful. And it makes kind of, I bet it makes a real crusty kind of a top to the salmon, does it? Uh, no, actually, it, it isn't. It isn't that way because it all melts. Uh, you know, the salt and sugar and all that just kind of turns into uh, like a liquid that, that marinates and partially cooks the fish with all that flavor. So it doesn't have a crust or anything to it. See, now I think this is a great little angle because I think guys giving recipes on the radio, they, you, t- you tend to zero in on the stuff that tastes fabulous, looks great, and is super simple. And it seems like everybody has one of these great recipes in their arsenal. <laughs> well, absolutely. And the format dictates something quick and simple. So. <laughs> That's true. There you well, go. You know, maybe someday I'll have my own cooking show, but if not, will you come back on and give us the recipe for your chana masala? Because that was the one I thought you were going to do when you IM'd me. <laughs> well, it's true, but that would take too long, and I would be honored to do that. I, I would. That would be the, that would be top of my list to share my recipes. I love it. Well. Mark, it sounds like you've done an awesome job getting connected to all the right distribution partners. It sounds like you are open and ready for business for the whole world of merchants to come and get great leads from you. And you just did an awesome job describing everything in very precise terms. Thank you for all of that. Well, thank you for um, having me, Susan. A great show, and I'll see you at uh, the next Ad Tech for sure. I look forward to it, Mark. Have a great day. We're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll be back with George Garrick, the CEO of Jingle Networks. Stay okay, tuned. bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media you wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name so don't do that with your phone number a toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com but don't wait because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again tollfreenumbers.com 
Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. I am jealous. I'm officially jealous. Brandy has a fabulous theme song. I love it. There are no good songs about Susan that I'm aware of. Susan, looks like I'm losing. I'm losing my mind. I'm wasting my time. I have one of those weather widgets. It's had little raindrops on it for I don't even know how many days, right? I've gone to Fiji. I've gone to Washington, D.C. to see the cherry blossoms. I've gone to Fort Lauderdale. And every time I come back, my little widget has raindrops on it. Break it down. Break it down. It reminds me of Shrek. I love Shrek. I know you watch Shrek. You got some girls, right? They love that. What are you going to do when your girls are starting to do the stupid shit that you did when you were a kid? I have so many things to ask you. Um, This Susan song, I'm so excited. That's true love, isn't it? Ad Tech Connect, Thursday, following the Daily Searchcast, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Ad Tech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Okay, it's Susan Bratton, and of course... The continuing saga of the fact that there's no good song for Susan, my darling husband. So Mark Winter, our producer, he's been trying to find something good for me. And then my husband, Tim, of course, did a search and came up with a list of songs by Susan. And here's what he wrote. He wrote, hmm, Susan by Country Joe, Spacey. Well, that might work for me. Susan by The Silos, not memorable. Susan by Ian Moore, not memorable. Susan by Ellie Macias, not memorable. Susan by Bill Hall, Weepy Ballad. Susan by Keith Oxman, No Lyrics. And here's my favorite, Susan by Molly Pitcher. Hmm, might be iffy. I think she's a hooker. So, we are going to just have to figure that one out. Apparently, I'm good at getting recipes and really bad at finding songs about myself. But I've got some good news. The good news is that San Francisco Ad Tech rocked the house. Actually, it didn't rock the house. It rocked the convention center. We moved from our little hotel, because we were busting out, into the Moscone North, and my God, we filled the place up. The exhibit hall looked like a real live trade show with 300 booths that were really well done. I mean, people put the money out to make these great booths. It was fantastic. Of course, Webmaster Radio owned the back of the hall with their hot pink and orange set where we were doing live radio shows from the show floor. And uh, we had, God, over 10,000 pre-registered attendees. So it's the single largest event in the history of ad tech. Uh, It's our 10th year uh, anniversary. And um, man, oh man, was that a big show. There were over 300 exhibitors. There were over 230 speakers. And um, people were psyched. I mean, it just felt really good to be part of the industry. And uh, if you missed that, you need to get out your calendar, and I'll give you some dates. Chicago, this coming July. That's next up on the Ad Tech roster, July 24th and 25th in beautiful Chicago. If you need to go international, we're doing London, September 28th and 29th. And if you haven't been to China, you've got to go to the Shanghai show, October 18th and 19th. It's fascinating, fabulous The people are so cool. There are so many unique interactive advertising things happening there. I mean, they're really doing things differently than we are, and it's fascinating. You've got to go learn about that. And then, of course, our big show, New York, November 6th through 8th. We'd love to have you for that. So now that you've gotten your calendar out and written that down, you're going to have to get your cell phone out because we have up next George Garrick, the CEO of Jingle Networks. And you heard Mark Barish tell you about this fabulous service. But let's get George on. Get your cell phone out because we're going to try this stuff right on the show. George, welcome. Um, Thank you, Susan. Good morning. How are you? 
Um, I'm fine. How are you? Very, very well. You're the luckiest man in the world. Tyra Banks loves your product, and you give away something free to everyone you meet. Um, we do, and free is good. People like free. People love free. You got Tyra Banks jumping up and down on her show about you. Now, was that a product placement, or did that girl just love your product? It, it's it's just like you saw. We discovered that after the fact. We had nothing to do with that. A girlfriend told her about it, and she uh, loved it so much. She wanted to share it with her fans, and uh, that was all legit. And you, you can't buy a better uh, spokesperson than that. It's a really cute video clip, and you're a lucky man to have that. Um, if you go to jinglenetworks.com or you go to, what is it, www.800free411 or um, just Actually, just, free, just free411.com. Okay, so you can see Tyra there. <clears throat> right, absolutely. That's fantastic. Now, just Mark did a great job. I, you probably might not have been, we don't ask, we tell people not to listen to the show be, you know, while they're waiting so we don't get feedback. So I don't know if you heard Mark describe your product. Did you hear that? Um, I did not. Yeah, that's who you were following directions. You're a very, very good right. boy, George. It's not like you, I know. So tell the audience about this. Everybody get out your cell phone and do what George says right now. This is fantastic. Well, I would, um, with, with, with one caveat there, we're going through a system upgrade right now, and uh, oh. uh, we, we have so much demand, it's actually gotten uh, way beyond our expectations. And so we are doing a capacity upgrade right now. So uh, while um, I would sure encourage everybody to use the service, um, I will caution you that um, while we're going through the upgrade, you might get a busy signal or, um, or uh, you know, potentially a, a longer-than-usual hold. But basically, people hate to pay the phone companies a buck or two bucks or three bucks every time they call 411. And, um, and everywhere else that you're looking for something, advertisers are supporting the service and therefore making it available free, whether that's the web, radio, uh, you don't pay for radio, and uh, television, and uh, we don't see why the same principle can't be applied to the 411 call. And so our sponsors and our advertisers uh, play relevant uh, messages during the call. Uh, the call really doesn't take much longer. Uh, the messages are only about 10 seconds long, and uh, as a result, we're able to offer the same exact service you'd get by uh, paying your carrier, except um, giving that to you completely free. Well, let's listen to one. Um, we have an ad for 1-800-Flowers up first. Let's take a listen to that right now. Need flowers for Valentine's Day? Connect now with 1-800-Flowers and save 15% on your order when you mention promotion code FREE411. Who doesn't love roses and savings? If you want to connect with 1-800-Flowers free of charge... And typically what, typically what you'd hear after that is uh, press 1 to connect. And uh, if you're interested, you'd press 1, you'd be connected to a 1-800-Flowers agent and, and you could place, uh, place the order. And that's an example of a... A holiday promotion. Um, come Valentine's Day, most people are in the market for buying uh, buying flowers, and that was a very successful one. Very nice. And uh, let's play the Enterprise one next. You can save 50% on your weekend car rental by connecting with Enterprise Now. That's half off. Connect to Enterprise Now to take advantage of these fabulous savings to be connected with Enterprise free of charge. Press one now. <laughs> right, and what I'll we're finding is um, we're, we're, we actually get about a 10% um, response rate on the uh, rental car and rented truck ads. Uh, it appears that people are not that brand loyal, and if somebody's calling for a car or a truck rental and they have a chance to save money with a different company, um, we're finding that 10% of the people are interested in doing that. Yeah, because it's such a commodity, and pretty much all the rental cars are crappy, so you might as well get a deal, right? Exactly. <laughs> now let's do Home Depot. Connect now with Home Depot installation service for a free in-home consultation. With Home Depot, you can rely on expert installation and the backing of the most trusted name in home improvement. Home Depot stands behind all the work provided by independent, licensed, authorized professionals within the Home Depot network. To be connected with Home Depot free of charge, press 1. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, you've raised about $25, $30 million in venture funding. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. And you've spent it all on marketing, right? Actually, we are not spending any of it on marketing. Yeah, um, most of it is uh, being used to cover the cost of uh, handling the calls, unlike the Internet where the cost to serve up an incremental page is really um, insignificant. Every time we process a call, you know, there's an actual cost of the, the system and the operator and so forth. And while we're building up our sample size to the point where it becomes meaningful uh, to advertisers, uh, we've got to subsidize the cost of those calls before we have advertisers um, into the system. And so it's really a way of allowing us to ramp up our user base um, 
earlier rather than uh, than doing it slow. Your um, your the vi- the virality of your service is like freaking wildfire, isn't it? Well, it really is, Susan, and, you know, we, we get emails all the time that people are receiving from their mother-in-laws or from their cousins or from somebody at the office, and everybody is just eager to tell their friends and family about a way to save money and not have to pay for 411 calls. It's, uh, it's really amazing. We've gone from no users to over 300,000 users a day with no advertising, all based on word of mouth. It's amazing. What do you think, in your wildest dreams, is the is the massive consumer impact of free four one one? Well, I think free four one one eventually, uh, and eventually is not that far off, becomes like a television network. Um, you think of a television network; it's a, a linking together of dozens or hundreds of shows, such that as an aggregate, you've got a huge audience that you can reach. Um, the Jingle Network is linking together of millions and millions of four one one calls and. Uh, by this time next year, we'll be reaching one to two million people per day, uh, and if you add that up, uh, you know that makes it a media channel as uh, every, every bit as much as a, a television network or um, an internet network or any other kind of network of media properties. So we think this will uh, really have a revolutionary effect on the uh, directory assistance industry, and also provide advertisers with a great new way of reaching people for either branding or um, response type messages. How big is the directory assistance? Directory assistance. Is that what I saying that right? Why doesn't that sound right yeah, to my ear? Yeah, directory assistance. It's actually it's amazing how big how it big is. That 18, 18 million people a day call four one one, and on an annual basis, it's uh, about a seven billion dollar industry for the phone companies. So, do you think you can own that whole industry? Do you think you're going to supplant the the pay for directory service via telephone? No, not at all. Uh, there will be plenty of room for different services and different types of services to coexist. I mean, there's going to be a segment of people out there who uh, don't want to pay and uh, they would prefer to have an advertiser-supported service, but there are still going to be plenty of people who um, would prefer not to listen to an ad and don't mind paying their phone company. And what we're actually finding is that our users tend to call the service more frequently. So really about 75% of our call volume really represents additional calls being made by people rather than calls that would have otherwise been made to paid services. So we're really having a category expansion effect, which is very exciting to a lot of the supplier companies in the industry who have been looking for sources of growth. Very interesting. Very eloquent, George. I love the way you said that. You kind of diffuse the whole competitive situation there. (laughs) Well, you know, it's like like anything else. Something new comes along and it coexists with what was there before. You, you know, very rarely does it completely supplant or replace or, um, you know, eliminate what was there previously. You just find a way to coexist, and um, I, I think that's what's going to happen here. Now, we've heard, we heard three ads. We heard 1-800-Flowers, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and Home Depot. Are there any customers? I know, I know you just hired your new VP of sales, and you're ramping up your sales team, and you want to bring this capability out to the marketplace. If there were three customers that you could create advertising for today and and have as your kind of preeminent clients, who would they be? Who are your whales? Well, I would say I, I believe that the, the most, um, the, the best client for a service like this is the client that has broad appeal to uh, lots of people and who has messaging that is frequently changing. Otherwise, you'd be hearing the same message day in and day out. And so I think a television network or a movie studio is the ideal client here because Their content and their messaging is always changing. A television network or a cable network each day could promote whatever programming they have on that evening. Or in the morning, they could promote the programming they're having on in the afternoon and in the afternoon promoting what they have on that evening. And each uh, each day or each week, a movie studio could be promoting what its latest releases are um, because their content's changing. They've got broad appeal. So entertainment companies, I would think, uh, you know, an airline, an automobile company, potentially a company like McDonald's or Burger King. So any of the really household name brands that have broad appeal is, is the ideal sponsor-type client for us. Now, the entertainment companies, that, that's really a branding play. You're not going to click to watch a TV show. Um, do you think that there's room in your market for, uh, you, you know, you, you are essentially a CPC product right now. Uh, are, well, well I think- like to say we're a breath mint and a candy mint. Um, 
it's definitely a, a CPC product in the sense that um, we can give you an offer and we can say press one to connect, but we can also have a branding message. You know, welcome to free four one one brought to you by um, whoever um, with a, a message up front and the customer has the phone to their ear. They're listening. They're attentive. I would argue that it's a better branding medium than than, than radio is, with all due respect, because um, it is, it's a one-to-one connection. It's very measurable. We can measure the exact reach and the frequency of the messaging we're delivering. And the user has the phone to their ear, and they're attentive because they're about to make or they've just made a request. And so we think that the impact of any single impression will actually be um, be higher. So it's, it's definitely both a branding and a response medium. Now, sometimes when I call for my toll-free directory assistance, I get um, an, automated, um, an automated operator, and I get the information completely automated. And sometimes I get a person. How come that happens and it's not all automated? I can understand if they can't understand what I'm saying, that it would flip to an operator, but sometimes I get the operator right away. Well, that's just um, that's just luck, Susan. Um, <laughs> because good, good ordinarily <laughs> people are going to, or ordinarily you should get an automated system first, and if the system can't figure out what you want, it will then transfer it to a live operator. Um, that's simply a cost uh, thing, and, and most of the services operate that way. Uh, from time to time, uh, depending on our capacity and uh, how we're distributing the inbound calls across our various providers. Um, you know, for one reason or another, you may just be transferred immediately to a live operator. So it just happens to uh, be a result of the load balancing. Um, what we what we may do later on is we may um, uh, we may offer different tiers of service. Where um, if you go to the website and register um, on our website, for instance, that perhaps then we always put you through to a live operator, or perhaps we give you a a call connection. So down the road, we are looking at offering some tiers of services and some service levels and uh, at that point, we may uh, deliberately transfer some callers to a live operator um, as a result of having registered. Now, I noticed that you have a web-based service as well. And, and um, when Mark was on from Ingenio, he was talking about how he has a relationship with UpSnap, so he has an SMS version, and he has a relationship with Jingle Networks with you. Um, you have a web presence as well today. Are you getting any play on that? What, what, do, what problem does that solve for consumers? It seems like a very Me Too product. It seems like it's the same as Super Pages or whatever it might be. Well, you know, quite frankly, it is. Um, but a lot of people are going to be using both the phone and the web for lookups. And uh, as long as we're going to be operating a phone-based service, we need to have a sister service that operates on the web. And uh, increasingly, we'll be um, cross-promoting between the two and we'll be able to um, match up ads that people may see on our website with um, lookups they've done on the phone, uh, so the two of them will be integrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's going to be essentially the same, but we just feel that we need to have that. Um, and we'll also be offering an SMS-based service. We'll all be offering um, an email component to our services. So increasingly you'll see the phone uh, service uh, integrated with uh, the web as well as SMS and email. Nice. So you're going to close the loop on everything for me, huh? Well, the goal is to give people a choice of what kind of feedback uh, they want. Some people may want to press one to connect. Other people may prefer to receive an SMS. Other people may uh, prefer to receive an email. Um, It's giving consumers choice and uh, also giving advertisers choice in how they prefer to have their message delivered to people. So when I was telling you about how sometimes I get the live the live operator instead. I was, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe I'm calling when I'm half-crocked and they just can't ever understand me. <laughs> and then I remembered, which is a joke, by the way, but then I remembered that you were the CEO of Wine.com. Could that be the, lucky, the second luckiest job in the world after being the CEO of Free411? That was a fun job, for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, very different uh, because, you know, you had a physical product that you're, you're shipping, but it was certainly um, a very short elevator ride type of uh, Product. It didn't take long to explain to somebody what I did when someone said, you know, what do you do for a living? Wine.com. And everybody can identify with wine. Everybody had something to talk about. Right, because before when you were at Flycast, you know, no one, no one in your family could have possibly understood what you did. And then you right. went to wine.com yeah. com, and they finally right. went, "Oh, or, George, you or, got a decent job, right?" Or you know, corporate messaging. I mean, it, it, you know, there are some businesses that are just tough to describe to somebody that's not in the industry. But uh, wine was a. Uh, Wine was refreshing in that uh, it was an easy one, and everybody, uh, pretty much just about everybody loves wine. What was the most delicious perk of that job? 
Well, we literally did wine tastings. There were wine tastings going on every day, literally. Um, we had so much wine coming in, and we needed to uh, do quality control, and uh, there would always be open wine, and we'd always be tasting, and we had a chance to enjoy some really fun wines. And our motto was, um, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I love that. You have a watch that's permanently set to 5, although noon is really my cutoff. I don't know why people go for the whole 5 thing. They're wasting 4 hours, 5 hours on, the, on their day. Um, joke again. It so, works for the French. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the things that I like to do with my guests is to get get some recommendations. So sometimes I say, you know, what are you listening to on your iPod or what's your, what's your favorite recipe that you just cooked that you want to tell us about? What I'd like to know is what are some of the best wine values, the, the best, most delicious wines at the most wonderful price that you would recommend to our listeners? Well, um First of all, contrary to what a lot of people might think, I, I'm really not personally a wine expert, so I'll say that as a caveat. I would oh, say, yeah, of course. I would say a great choice that most people probably haven't tried um, but would really love would be an Australian Shiraz, um, oh, which yeah. is S-H-I-R-A-Z. Um, it's just a delicious, thick, chewy kind of wine, similar to a Cabernet, but doesn't have um, you know as much of the tannins. Um, they're generally reasonably priced, and... Uh, if you get one from Australia, especially from the Barossa Valley, uh, a Barossa Valley Shiraz, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Um, so that's, that's my top recommendation today. Very nice. And I like the way the Aussies pronounce it. Of course, they say Shiraz. Shiraz. Which, which is great. And um, the McLaren Vale is great, Barossa Valley, the Hunter Valley. They're, they're cranking out some fantastic Shiraz down there, right. aren't they? And it's great. It's reasonably priced and delicious. So jammy, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. I love it, and I like it when they blend it. I mean, you know, the the people who are wine snobs, which you and I are admittedly not, they they like the straight-on, full-out Shiraz, but I like it when they blend it with a little bit of Cab, a little bit of uh, Mouvedre, you know, they, they put in some Grenache, and it really softens it up and makes it nice. And, and yeah, I would agree. It makes it a little bit expensive. more interesting. I agree, a little more complexity. Well, complexity is not... What Jingle Networks is. Jingle Networks is the easiest thing in the world to figure out and the easiest thing to love, and you are a lucky man to be involved. You're going to be a huge success, both because the product's great, but because you also have a great reputation as an excellent CEO. So we wish you success, and I'm sure every listener today will be a new customer. Uh, So I hope you'll come back in a little while and let us know how things are going at Jingle Networks. I will, Susan, and thank you very much. And let's not forget that we have a great advisory board, uh, including <laughs> yourself. Exactly. So you know we, what? Are, we appreciate all your help and support, and I appreciate the opportunity to have uh, had a chance to talk to your listeners a little bit this morning. Fantastic, George. Thank you so much. And that, you know, it, George reminded me that that's a good caveat that I do need to say on air, which is that I am on the board of advisors of Jingle Networks and our next guest coming up, Ben Smith, the chairman, CEO, and co-founder of Merchant Circle. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with Ben. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using Ben as us.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Brady Residence. Hi, this is Mark with WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm calling about the new music we're playing on Monday night. Well, the songs are where they are nowadays. You can't hear the words well enough to understand that what you would have heard is something you wouldn't have understood anyway. I agree. That's why Monday nights we're turning back the hands of time to the sounds of the 60s with Magical Mystery Monday. Wow! Boy! Groovy! Wow! 
Far out. Wait a minute. Who else is on this line? Jan Brady. Hi, Jan. We're saying too bad she's a loser. A loser? Yeah. That's exactly what I am. A born loser. Oh, well, don't say that. You've got to have confidence in yourself. I do have confidence. I'm confident that I'm a no-talent loser. Well, if you want to build your confidence, then log on to webmasterradio.fm. Because we've got a great lineup on Mondays with Strike Point at 3 p.m., Wizards of Web at 4, and Magical Mystery Mondays at 8 p.m. I hope you've learned something from all of this. Yes, that Webmaster Radio is the destination for education and entertainment. You are the grooviest. Wow, you can ride my range anytime. Um, uh, no thanks. Uh, I really got to go now. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. It's Susan Bratton. And as I said today, our show is Merchants, Merchants, Merchants. And beautifully enough, we have Ben Smith here from Merchant Circle. Hey, Ben. Hi, how are you? I'm fabulous. We're having fun today. What are you doing? You at work? Uh, today I'm working. Yeah? <laughs> Trying to get uh, merchants online. And you uh, have a, fanta- a fantastic office location in downtown Los Altos. How did you get so lucky to find that? Well, when we went about uh, deciding where we were going to put the company, we decided we, we'd pick a place that represented uh, the sort of environment and the guys, that the, the merchants we wanted to work with. So we looked around and found uh, a small neighborhood that wasn't filled with a bunch of Starbucks and, um, and uh, Gap and Old Navies and actually had real small merchants in it. Yeah, you know, that is one of the beautiful things about Los Altos, and I never realized that was why that was your choice, but it makes total sense. It truly is an American burg that's somewhat untouched by homogenization. Yes. You're not going to find a Walmart in Los Altos anytime soon. Thank God. Now... Merchant Circle. Let's fill everyone in and, and do it from the perspective that we're, we're a consumer, and then let's do it from the perspective that I am a small business. We'll use someone as an example. Can you do it both ways for me? Sure. So as okay. a consumer, um, you know, more and more of, of Internet time is spent looking for things locally and experiencing what we'll call the local Internet. Um, when you go online, you want to find unique local uh, content, unique local experiences. Uh, you're not looking to find where the local, local Starbucks is. You're looking to find where a unique local coffee shop is. And one of the big barriers there has been getting more and more content from truly local businesses online. So what we're trying to do is get as much of that local content to, to come online, uh, generated by merchants as much as possible, uh, and then exposing that content through the pe- places where people already spend their time on the local Internet, Google and Yahoo, et cetera. So from, you're creating four me as an end user, an opportunity to find out more depth about the merchants in a market, whether it's probably my hometown, right? I'm probably doing that, but it may well be a place I'm visiting. Yes, absolutely. And, so and we think that a, a good place for that content to come from is, is from the local merchants themselves. Can you talk about some of that, like the crocking of leather finishes, some of the examples that you were talking to me about, or how to build your barbecue out of that concrete, Talk about some of that stuff. That's sure. neat. Uh, you know, our merchant, we provide an avenue for our merchants to communicate in the same way that uh, any good merchant spends most of his time, whether they're a real estate agent or, or they're a, a cleaners, talking to their customers. We create an open channel of communication between them and their local community. Um, and they're talking about the parking problem in downtown Los Altos. If you're, if you're actually in Los Altos, you realize that there's a bit of a bird problem in, when you park your car. Um, they talk about things like that uh, that are somewhat uh, uh, trivial, um, and they think, talk about things that are really important, like should there be a Starbucks in town if, if the fourth Starbucks is actually going to finally kill the, kill the downtown area. Um, we open those communications up so that um, consumers can, can have that open communication with the local merchants. So, for example, Deborah Nab- Nabosny, the owner of Ladybug Carpet Care in Minneapolis, Minnesota, promises to her customers that you'll never go back to steam cleaning after you use the host dry extraction carpet cleaning method. Yep. <laughs> so she's having, she's blogging, right? Part of what we're trying to accomplish is how do you get those real, normal, small merchants to come online? We're not talking about a dentist who's going to spend. $5,000 a month advertising on Google. We're talking about real people um, who, uh, you know, run the corner cleaners. They run the mom and daughter carpet carpet cleaners. We actually literally have a mom and daughter carpet cleaner on the on the, uh, on the the site who really it is mom and daughter, and that's it. Um, trying to open up the Internet for them so that they can bring more of the local Internet to the local consumer. 
and they're doing it through blogging. I mean, you've essentially created a blog function for merchants, right? It's, it's blogging, coupon creation, syndication of content, uh, anything we can do that allows them to communicate in ways they think about already. What we try to do, after taking hundreds and hundreds of pictures of the way merchants do things today, ranging from the, the weird of a guy who uh, sticks his, a business card holder on the door of his car and glues, glues business cards on his car, to the more normal of posting flyers all, the town, uh, all over town and try to mimic what they normally do today um, and allowing them to do that on the web and then taking that content and exposing it as far as possible on the web. And so, for example, one of the ones I was looking at, um, again, this was Minneapolis. I liked a lot of the stuff that was happening in that market for you. There are the mini storage places and the Russian newspaper of the Twin Cities and the, the Fish MLS Realty. And then there's the Shakti Clinic of Oriental Medicine with Devi Nagar. And you, all these companies are offering coupons. So I get $10 off my visit to the Shakti Clinic in Minneapolis. Do you think this is going to drive a lot of traffic for these vendors? Well, what we're finding today is that it is. Uh, our, our merchants today who are creating this content are seeing natural traffic in the three to 400 uh, page views a week. Uh, and these are merchants who weren't online at all before, and this is all the effort they've taken. Uh, and then the people who are obviously buying our, our, our programs, our ultra program or our basic listing service, uh, are getting significantly more than that because we're actually providing them um, uh, we're providing them an audience through Google and Yahoo and, and other things like that. But from a pure natural perspective, they're seeing lots of page views because there's nothing else out there. Most of our merchants are way down on the long tail, uh, long tail communities with long tail content. So when they create a page, most of our pages end up in the top 10 of a natural search on Google. So they're seeing real natural consumer, um, consumer traffic. So in reality, your pitch to the merchants, because Many of them don't understand organic search rankings and things like that. Your pitch to the merchants is a, a, a presence and an opportunity to – so it's a presence in your local market. It's also an opportunity to network with the other merchants and do some lead sharing. And yet probably the most positive outcome of everything a merchant does for you is to increase their organic search results. Is that, would you say that's fair today, kind of as it stands? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're trying to get um – I mean, the, most of our merchants see the web as an advertising vehicle. They're not trying to sell something on the web. They're not going to build a big web store. Right. They spend most of their time in their store or out with customers selling things. They see it as an advertising vehicle, and we provide them a quick and easy way to leverage the local Internet as an advertising vehicle. Well, that was the same with Ingenio this morning and Jingle Networks. I mean, it's really getting out. One of the gating factors would be to get out to all of these merchants and educate them about this opportunity. How are you accomplishing that? So what we're trying to do is we've spent the last year running a series of experiments to understand how can we get cost-effectively not to 5,000 merchants but to the millions of merchants who need to come online. Uh, if you look at the yellow pages today, there's about 14 million merchants who are advertising. We want to get all of those guys to come online. Well, to do that, you pretty much have to find a co very cost-effective way to do it or you're going to break the bank. So after spending uh, this year uh, doing these experiments, we've come up with a way uh, where we're able to get merchants online cheaply through social networking, uh, natural discovery where they discover their own sites, a whole series of different methods which allows us to quickly bring people online uh, you know, we, we've, we're launching here with about 5,000 merchants with a very low cost of acquisition of getting those merchants online that allows us to have a, have a dream and a hope of bringing, you know, 10 million merchants online. What is your business model? How does Merchant Circle become a fabulous success? Our business model is there is a lot of local inventory out there. So we package that local inventory up into a simple and easy-to-use solution, and we deliver it to these small merchants who we're bringing online. Who we're bringing online. Uh, so you mentioned Jingle earlier. Uh, for merchants who, who come on to our thing and subscribe to our service for six months, they actually get some Jingle. Um, so we take existing local inventory and resell it into these small merchants who are hard to get to, uh, and that's the way we make our money. So you're selling advertising in inventory, local advertising inventory, to your local merchants. Yep, and we're selling Google and Yahoo and Jingle and Quigo and San Jose Mercury and a whole uh, collection of local advertising that we think works in delivering the local internet uh, to the small merchant. And what is Quigo? Uh, Quigo is a is one of a really interesting uh, local advertising network. That's primarily local newspapers, local radio stations, um, all of their web all of their websites, all aggregated up into one. So if you're looking for local traffic, it's one of the more interesting places to get it. Do you think that local is one of the hottest categories on the web today? 
I think it is for a very simple reason. Uh, most people live locally. <laughs> That's in fact where we live. So most of our shopping uh, and our experience is done is done locally. Um, so people are beginning to, as they spend more and more time online, look for a local experience online. They're not looking for the most unique website in the world. They're looking for the most unique and valuable content in their neighborhood. How big do you think this business could be? I think you know if you look at the Yellow Pages business of being a you know a fifteen billion dollar market, you know all of that will probably come online as that business shrinks to a two or three billion dollar market when this is done. Uh, and uh, we believe that the local advertising market will move you know completely online uh, for the most part. It's more effective media. People spend more and more of their time online, whether it is the newspaper advertising dollars actually moving online, or whether it is the destruction of the Yellow Pages business. We believe those dollars are coming online. Now, this is not the first company that you founded. I met you when you were at Spoke as CEO. Can you tell us the brainchild behind Spoke Software? Sure. So myself and Chris Tolles, who I think you know, and a couple other guys yep. got together with the basic idea of how do we bring the power of your personal networks to bear in a sales process. Uh, so we put that together uh, and allowed uh, um, salespeople and other people to collect their networks very quickly and then to share their networks uh, and built what is still today uh, the largest and richest sources of, of sales lead data in the world. And how is Spoke doing? Spoke's doing well. Uh, just got new financing in the last couple of weeks uh, from myself and existing investors, and we're pretty excited about where the thing's going. And how do you compare Spoke and LinkedIn? Um, I think LinkedIn is where people put themselves where they want to be found. Um, and spoke is where people go when they want to find people. Uh, they're two different, really two different audiences. So I use LinkedIn. Uh, I think Reed's done some great stuff there. And I put myself there because I want to be found for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I want to find information and find leads for sales purposes, uh, you can't beat spoke. What kinds of things do you like to be found for? I want to be found because I have ideas that I want to share with other people. I want to be found because uh, I. People want to find me because of business opportunities they have for me, investments. Uh, I oftentimes want to be found by people who already know me uh, but don't know where I'm at. Uh, in fact, I recently, in the last couple of days, two people have found me on LinkedIn who I haven't seen in almost 10 years who I went to school with. They, they had something that they wanted to provide me uh, in terms of a business opportunity or they, they thought someone would want, want a job with me, those kinds of things. You've come a long way from Mobile Bay in Alabama where you worked in your dad's original Ben's Jr. barbecue pit. Is that right? Uh, actually, uh, I did not work there. My father worked there. Uh, I worked in a number of small places in, in, uh, in Faro, Alabama, which is on the Mobile Bay. Um, I think the first place was Daffy Pharmacy, where I think when I was 13, I began uh, uh, being a cashier at Daffy Pharmacy, which is a classic small-town pharmacy uh, with the candy counter and all that sort of stuff you see on TV. Did you steal candy? No comment. <laughs> I was 13, no comment. I totally know you were stealing some candy. That pharmacy than candy. If you were going to steal candy, which candy would it have been? Oh, um, absolutely um, a Snickers. Remains Snickers, the, uh, oh God, I know. They are the candy so good, aren't they? Now, one could say you had a rich and varied uh, working career, or one could say you had a crazy-ass schizophrenic working career, because you've gone from massive companies like EDS and A.T. Kearney to working for the Bush administration as the senior advisor for strategy and planning to the Secretary of Transportation. We'll come back to that because you'll have to translate what the heck that means. To two founding start, founder positions at startups in a row. How are you holding up, man? Uh, you know, it's, it's been a blast. Uh, you know, for me, it's always been about creating things new. Uh, and any job I've done from the very beginning to the first, you know, going back to getting in trouble at IBM when I first started my professional career, um, it's always been about, you know, breaking some glass and creating things new. Um, and whether it is the startups I, I founded, the startups I'm an investor in, what excites me is creating new things. Um, and it's, you know, it's been an absolute blast all the way through. Uh, you know, had uh, a lot of success here and there on different things, uh, but I've also experienced failure, and I think that that's a big part of being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. You've got to be able to stand up to that. And what was the Senior Advisor for Strategy and Planning, the Secretary of Transportation? What was that job, really? You know, I, I went in uh, and, and found the opportunity to serve, you know, right after 9-11. I think that all of us looked to do something. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough, you know, not to have to go to the CIA website and get rejected like everybody else and actually know uh, <laughs> some people who, you know, provided me that opportunity. And I went in and helped create uh, the Transportation Security Administration, those people who check your shoes. So when I got there, there were no employees. And when I left, there were tens and tens of thousands uh, and helped set up that response uh, just after 9-11. It was there 
just about a year. It's a great experience. Absolutely the hardest I've ever worked in my life. Wow. And for anybody who thinks government people are lazy, there's certainly a large number that I worked around who are not. <laughs> they, uh, they worked, uh, you know, I've slept under my desk more when I worked in the government than when I worked in any startup. <laughs> now, that, now when you go through the airport and you're dealing with the, the shoe checkers, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think that it manifests the way it should have? Do you think there's opportunity lost to be better? Do you think that it's a massive improvement? Where are you on all that? I think that any time you create what is one of the largest federal institutions created since World War II, I mean, in fact, it is, from an employment perspective, the largest single creation of a federal organization since World War II, there are obviously pluses and minuses, and there are things that can be improved. Uh, We're very fortunate to have Kip Hawley running it today. I've known Kip for uh, over 10 years. He was my client. Uh, He was my boss at different times. And and Kip uh, has an incredible focus on quality and efficiency, and it's doing a good job of, of cleaning it up. Um, you know, in the end, um, you know, there haven't been a lot of bad guy incidents since then, uh, and they certainly have strengthened security of that, of that particular threat, against that particular threat. So does that say you like the experience when you go in, or you don't? You know, I, you I treat the... it with a sense of humor. Uh, yeah. I know what's going on on the other side and the difficult job that those screeners have. Uh, and I also sort of understand why some of the stuff's happened in terms of the layers that are going on there. Uh, but, you know, I certainly see things, and I'm like, geez, that's sort of embarrassing. I wish they wouldn't do that. But then I see other things that I'm really proud of. When you walk in there and you see a very simple thing, like those uh, that floor mat with those two shoes painted on it, a guy yeah. that uh, we hired out of McKinsey who came to work for the government for a number of years, a great young guy named Hans Miller, had a very simple idea. If you painted shoes on a, on a floor mat and you put it there, on a, on a welcome mat thing and put it there, people would actually point in the right direction, and it would save huge amounts of time. A very simple solution like painting yellow feet uh, on, a, uh, on a welcome mat had a huge impact. And Hans did that overnight, and he did it himself. He went to a, uh, to a local shop, bought some welcome mats himself, and used yellow paint to paint shoes on it and proved, without asking anybody's permission, that, in fact, it would shorten the length of lines if people just knew which direction to turn when they first walked in the, when they first walked up to get searched. Nice. Um, those kind of things excite me. Yeah, exactly. Um, the entrepreneurial spirit, you, you love that, don't you? And I think that's one of the reasons you were probably drawn to Merchant Circle and the idea of all of those entrepreneurs that you could help, wasn't it? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I see that in you, Ben. Well, I've really enjoyed having you on. Thank you for telling us about Merchant Circle. I hope that anyone who who knows or has a local business will come online. and Now, you can register for free, so you can become a a Merchant Circle customer for free. There are paid tiers, but it's available to everyone, right? It's available to everyone for free. Excellent. So we got lots of free stuff this time. We got a free listing on Merchant Circle. We got 1-800-FREE-411 for our, our phones. And uh, I'd love to have you back and check up on you in the next few months and see how things are going. All right. Thank you. All right, Ben. Have a great day. And thank right. you, listeners, for tuning in today. It was awesome to spend time with you. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week. Take care. Webmasterradio.fm.